0: From the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling
1: tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is.
0: The Good Atheist. Welcome to the Good Atheist Podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And And I'm Ryan Harkness. Today on the show, we're going to be we're gonna we're gonna have a grab bag uh list of 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 items but before we go into that i have to warn everyone that there this is going to be one of those uh shows that is going to be filled with my righteous anger so uh, that's either a thing to
1: look forward to or a thing to uh dread have you uh, had a righteous anger episode since you came back
0: not as no I don't think so I mean we've had like Jeff was on and I think when Jeff's on we're always a little bit silly but uh, every once in a while I need to just vent things out and uh, you know sometimes parents have a way of getting certain things you know to dig deep in certain emotional issues that kind of bring up the fires if you will so uh, it's still so fresh in my mind that I know that if once I start prodding into that (laughs) it's going to get kind of ranty so that's just a little warning. So, uh, at, at your discretion, but we're going to keep the rant to the end. So, you know, we're going to end on a kind of high note. You're going to wake up, you know, you're going to feel pumped. But uh, let's let's begin our first topic of the show um, as something that I guess will feel like as if it's not really news is uh, you know like a kind of duh moment. But uh, there's a there's a researcher by the name of Alan Downey. Who uh, teaches at the uh, Olin College of Engineering? He basically tried to do a study because he wanted to understand: Is the internet killing religion? You know that old thing that we've been saying for a while, and it's that's apparently very difficult to find out. Like it's not just how do you prove uh, causation? That's a tough one. That's a tough. Uh, kind yeah, of thing.
1: qualitative uh, studies a little bit trickier to uh, to render. You know, really, really ironclad solutions.
0: Right. Now, uh, of course, being uh, dumb and not good at the maths, we're not going to be able to go into it. Of course, there's a part in the notes that uh, for the study itself. But I, I I think what's interesting about it is he... Like, when he was... What he was talking about was trying to identify certain factors that seem to point. Like, it's almost like saying, well, there's all these causal factors out there, and maybe if we can just put in a, like find enough threads in all these causalities we'll find st- the strongest associations that we can and then you know we'll try to in- infer the best we can from it like that's we're still grasping at straws here because there's just so many factors at play but you know this was his attempt and here's basically what he found is he found that there were three factors that contributed to of the explanation like there's a bunch of other things that he said like I can't be 100% about what all of this is but at least half of the reason why religion seems to be dying in the age of the internet is due to education not surprising upbringing, also not surprising, and then finally internet use which he said counted for about 20% give or so but again it's like you know, is it some funny math? You know, if it, if I look at it, it looks a bit like I need a Rosetta Stone, and I don't understand it. But it does, to us, I suppose, feel intuitively true, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Seems right, like right. Uh, something I could get behind. Just to, as to the actual science of it, uh, leave it for peer review. Those leave smarter than review. us.
0: Yeah. Well, I can only I can only take anecdotal evidence and part of that is you know like as, as I've been churning the fires back up of the podcast throwing the coals back in the fire if you want there's a few people that got back in touch uh, that hadn't been paying attention for a while anyways I guess because everybody's got their own little time frame about how long they listen to anything like do you pay attention to your favorite show every fucking week like not always right you got a life you got shit to do or, you know, maybe you were going through a phase. Like, for for instance, a, a fan who will remain uh, nameless got back in touch and said, oh, years ago, like maybe six years ago, I was some 15-year-old kid confused and, you know, you, you were talking to me for a while and, and now I'm pursuing my dream of being a comedian in D.C. and you're just like, what? It's like, thanks for talking to me and thanks for doing the show and thanks for blah, blah. And then you realize, man, like, as... As time goes on, you don't really know, like, the impact of everything. Sure, we're talking about, oh, the internet is killing religion. Right now, like, what the fuck is it going to do in 20 years? Holy shit. Like, I think it's just... We're only getting the first little blips of it, because it's hard for us to kind of really identify what's going on. Like, is there any internet historians? Like, is is that
1: a thing? Uh, I mean, historians typically want, like, you know, 50 years... To, to, to give some breathing room so that they can, you know, establish what was bias and what was actually happening. So. Right.
0: Okay, but that's fine. That was fine in a world where if you declared war on a country, it would take three months for them to know. Like, that's fine. Okay, you want to go in 50 years at those time frames. Well, when a country can declare war in a microsecond, maybe it's time to change the the, the time frame that we apply maybe we should just have internet historians who just focus on a year by year thing just dissect the internet what was it like in 2010 on the internet what was it like in you know 1998 on the internet I would like to know I would like some th- synthesis I would like some understanding I feel like we're just all so busy trying to stay up to date with what's going on is that we have absolutely no idea of what happened you know, we're still just being like catching up. It's like somebody saying, like, "Oh, I just found you out. I love the show." Well, there's uh, three hundred and fucking thirty of them or some. You can go through. So, we'll see you. We'll talk to you when you come out of your like show coma. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get out that other side. Yeah, exactly. See you on the other side. Maybe you won't like it so much at the end. I
1: don't <laughs> Enjoy my ups, my downs, my highs, my lows, my near marriages. Do you know and what the tragic
0: thing about Finding Us now is that you're going to just go and we're going to get progressively worse? That's great. Discover me backwards, will you?
1: I don't oh. know. Here's how I look at it. I look at it kind of like Scrubs. Scrubs was really strong right up until maybe the last two seasons, and then they kind of stopped for a bit and said, okay, let's pull this together, and they actually got it together and they did a really good last season. So this is like our, our really cryptic. good last season. Our uh, you know the, the final 150 to 200 episodes. <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: I like the I like your style. The final thousand. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has to end sometime. I'm not immortal, damn it. And although here's what I think is going to happen. Honestly, I, I I talk about ways in which people get interested in shows. I mean that happened to me uh, too. How many times did I declare that I was quitting? At least twice. It's going to happen a few more times, right? But I can't quit you, I suppose. How can you quit this thing when every time you think you're done, you know, like every time you read a piece of news, you're like, "Oh man, I want to talk about this so fucking bad." But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I quit the show. I can't do it right now. Damn it! I need a vent. You know, maybe that's maybe that was what the show was for me—just a big giant vent right at the end. I kind of like ah, I was orgasmic. I got to complain. Feels good. It does. Yeah I think that's what it is Catharsis Right Maybe that's what the show Should be called Catharsis with Jacob Forte You ready to feel just le- You know Legitimately angry And validated in that anger well, I don't know in.
1: why We should feel angry right now I mean this whole Internet killing religion thing Is a good thing So our, our current topic Is actually quite positive And happy Like wow The internet is even greater Than we understood it to be Just a, a little bit ago That's 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 awesome
0: Well, thanks for being positive, Ryan Yeah I appreciate your positivity
1: Two thumbs up towards stamping Out Religion In Our Lifetime Ah. Two thumbs up See, of course We can't make part one Of this show The
0: speculative study On whether or not The internet is killing religion Too long Because, you know what can you say about it other than follow the link and look at the methodology and judge for yourself? Don't fucking get it from me. I suck at math,
1: all right? Or, or just just option. assume that it sounds right and you're going to go with it and just wait for right, religion right. to die out because right. internet, internet. Just do what Ryan says. is listen to the news that confirms your bias and then close the door <laughs> or anything that just says <laughs> otherwise, right? It's do getting it. tricky. It's getting tricky. They're time. That's what the where... other
0: side's doing. So fucking do it. Feels good. No,
1: I hate it. It drives me nuts. All I hate. Right. I hate having to read like two or three different articles to get an idea of what the hell actually happened. It's it's disturbing. Ah, uh,
0: well, that's just the world you live in, man. The internet is a force of polarization, and but here's the here's the thing about polarization. All right, I mean, not from a physics perspective, but I suppose we could wax on that shit. Although I will not get deepak on you just saying that sometimes you know when when one side grows so does the other side i mean that's the nature of polarity so if you're like super happy that hey we're growing as a group well i'm going to have to be the grim fucking you know spokesperson saying they're getting stronger on the other side than you dummies like we're not done so not done and I, you know i had to have that conversation with myself i suppose hey buddy you're not done
1: yeah, I had to to kind of think about it. I had a, I had an interesting conversation with a friend and this is one of those friends that uh, you know, says they're agnostic through and through because what if in some strange small way the universe happens to be god and i'm like what a cop out that has nothing to do with any kind of earthling or earth religion that is practiced or affects the world around us yeah stop
0: giving me this fucking baruch spinoza bullshit that doesn't fucking have any real world value all right but the universe is god whoa whoa that's great and uh, let's kill each other for the universe Yeah, what I, you know, like,
1: I, I understand it to a certain degree because these are people who have you know ha- eaten mushrooms and done acid in the past, and that's kind of where they look at a spiritual, universal, godlike thing. That's that's the direction they go, and that's what they want to yeah. discuss. They don't want to God talk about. God is a pound it. of
0: PCP to these people, so maybe well, they, they're, they, really they're,
1: really. they're just bored with the idea of, of saying, "Yeah, Jesus Christ is fake, and Christians are stupid." They're, their idea of religion goes out beyond that, and they want to think about. You know, spiritual levels like that. I understand that now. I get that. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge the fact that there are a bunch of neocon assholes across uh, the world who are uh, in power and they believe in God and Jesus, like straight up. And, straight uh, and <laughs> It's causing problems. It's causing real problems. Uh, yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. Which is why it's kind of like, oh, you're going to retire from reality. Like you can't get out of it. You know? So if you got a voice. I
1: I understand. It's the same reason why certain people don't want to participate in in, in politics. Sure, it means you're kind of irresponsible, but at the same time, you know, what are you going to do? Rage against the machine? Uh, Spend your life uh, grinding yourself up against it? I I don't want to waste my time uh, worrying about things that are not really up to me to change or uh, not in my capability to change at this point in time.
0: Can I just say that if we would have taken all of the what you had said and just dissected it into a poem, it would have sounded like it should have been a song. I don't want to waste my time, you know. And like, <laughs> just saying, you know, we should. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's so melancholic.
1: <laughs> nothing matters, Jacob. Nothing's nothing. gonna change. You don't matter. Nothing you do matters. The world will move at its own pace, and I hope you like how things are now because they ain't changing for at least is, fifty years.
0: This is perfect for a part two transition, which is like quit. <laughs> no no it's not part 2. All right no let's get to part 2 cuz you know we're done with the 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 internet thing. You got anything else to say about that shit? Nah. Yeah, all right. Good. Let's move on. Uh let's move on to part 2 which is an article I read uh let me see actually. It was on The Daily Beast which you know like I said, don't just read the things on your end, read the other side and try to find out what do they think? Right? What is going on in their world? So I was reading an article by a guy called Carl W. Giberson, which is basically a dude who goes around debating uh, creationists and that kind of stuff. He wrote an article saying that, you know, e- debating intelligent design theorists is a waste of time. So he's basically... He's not saying that... I, mean, I, I don't know if he's taking the approach of hardcore creationists because that's not... I don't know if he's... He's not clear enough in his article about which one's which. But he, he seems to lump these together, unfortunately. But he's saying... Ultimately, that it is—you it, it, can't win, because they're not engaged in the pursuit of truth. What they're engaged in is more like creating more doubt, and uh, you know, t- presenting sleek presentations, and you know, trying to validate people's pre-existing beliefs. And he says oh, talking a lot more about feelings than facts. Talking about feelings or facts, right? And uh, in the last show that I had with Jeff we t- we were talking about the uh, I had a bit of a synthesis if you want of the ham Bill Nye debate and uh, we, I talked to Jeff about that particular thing and and how I read Bill Nye's um, sort of post debate uh, views and, and you know we I was sort of like saying that you know I, I thought I agreed with Bill Nye that uh, you know Bill, he's a specialist in terms of a science educator so he's the, he's the perfect type of person to debate creationists And I, I think I agree With part of this uh, article Which said that yeah uh, Scientists, maybe they shouldn't be debating Creationists because I think they are Not always the best at doing so But it doesn't mean like that Generally speaking that we Just shouldn't debate At all, you know what I mean it, it, It's almost kind of like well Even if sci- if scientists can't do it We shouldn't be having this conversation and I'm just sort of I think that we've got to go and we, we have to think about this in, in terms of I really feel that intelligent design people the more sophisticated versions of the creationists they, uh, they're sophisticated in the sense that they understand that people can be fooled through sleek marketing and uh, you know some musical presentations and uh, you know the like so if you have the more sophisticated presentation I think that you, you do better and uh, that's, that's the one thing I wanted to highlight, actually, in the article. He said, this is his quote, My presentation, crafted with consideration of my non-specialist audience, was dismissed as a bunch of pictures, characters from The Simpsons, a cartoon of Homer evolving, a baby with a tail, webbed feet, a strange-looking whale creature with legs, and a pretty picture taken at my vacation home. In contrast, my debate partner's presentation was sleek, professional and a cock full of evidence and data like the sweat on nixon's brow my homely images and simple questions apparently destroyed my arguments and i kind of was like you know like because by the end of the article it was like well we can't we shouldn't debate him and uh we're just giving them a form and that's it and i thought that he hit on a point in his own article that he was completely unaware of which i'm sure by now you've probably clued it Um no, sorry. You haven't, I'm disappointed. Ryan gets a fail. I'm just Ryan not sure that. where you're wanting me to go with this. Look, if I'm reading the part about him losing because his presentation sucks, what is the real reason why people are losing this debate? Because they think that the truth they think that facts matter. Okay? That's not really what it really matters. Ask a person who makes a TV show Or movies Facts don't matter What matters is Trying to appeal to people's Emotional understanding And you know We are guilty of the same thing Don't think we're not Like for instance Remember a little while ago You released that uh, little Cosmos trip list Of Muzak Yeah Yeah Okay Look we like to trip balls Just like anybody else And ponder about our own Insignificance within the universe And you know Get off on that shit that's our own little cosmic experience so we can't necessarily be d- totally dismissive of its this style of you know this 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 substanceless element to things do you know what i mean yeah it's not based on facts it's just based on little emotions okay and those emotions are so wickedly important you have no fucking clue. And it's disturbing how much we forget about it. Like when you're like, I, I had a whole thing, I had a whole slide full of facts, and he had a slide full of really nice pictures, and he won. Why did that? Why, why did that
1: happen? I don't know. Maybe this Carl Giberson guy just, uh, you know, wasn't pulling his weight as far as uh, putting together Bill Nye-level arguments. And uh, because uh, the way I look at it is you put you put the truth up beside... The bullshit and uh, the truth looks pretty good, and even if people aren't willing to admit it, uh, the truth is going to look pretty convincing to them too. And uh, I remember reading a book that was about a guy who went to uh, Liberty University, that uh, that evangelical Christian university uh, down south. Oh yeah. And uh, he he talked about it with all of the students. They would have all they would have problems, like serious problems, where they just stay awake for like a night after the debate, going, "What the fuck." <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, but I, I think uh, Well, see, this is kind of similar to what I was saying In the first part, where we don't Really know the consequences Of our actions, because we have Again, this immediate Maybe it's part of our whole desire For immediate gratification, right? At the end of the ba- the debate, people asked In, in the can't-hand bill, and I was like, who won? And you're just like, are you serious? You're asking now? Right now, who won? I don't know, it takes time nowadays So Let's just go at a steady pace. We don't know what the future motherfucking holds, but I will tell you a few things, at least from my experiences right now of people getting back in touch. You know what I mean? Like, the the guy that I was talking about was just one example of somebody else that had just been like, oh, man, I remember back in those days. Yeah, that was a huge thing for me, blah, blah, blah. And you just, and you're just kind of like, I was talking shit in a microphone. You know, I didn't really think about it much back in those days. So it's, I think it's really kind of foolish for us to, or for anybody for that matter, because the thing about this guy is that he is, profe- this is a professional go- you know, debater. He argues for you know, uh, uh, evolution, that kind of stuff, but here's the problem. What do you do when an ally is also kind of an enemy? Because this guy is not just any kind of debater, he's also really religious, you know, one of his books is about how can you believe in evolution and how can you be uh, an evangelical Christian, or 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 evangelize or believe in you know God and that kind of stuff. And I know that he looks up to um, oh, what's his name again? Why am I suddenly drawing a blank? Ah, uh, uh, he wrote uh, 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 Finding Darwin's God. Why am I forgetting his name? Anyways. He's he looks up to people who who who, who essentially are religious and uh, try to defend evolution, and you're kind of like, all right, well, this is a friend, but at the same time, their defenses are they're not that good. Yeah, so it's almost like you'd be like, step aside, buddy, you're still in fairy tale land.
1: Yeah, yeah we need you to be, you know, uh, maybe not. Uh Maybe not at a Dawkins level of, of assholishness and making your points, but, you know, get it around the Bill Nye area. That, that was the whole thing I always liked about Bill Nye, is that he was respectful in his uh, disdain for, <laughs> for, for <laughs> all the arguments he was swatting
0: down. I know. That, I think that's what's so great about him. I'm like, he's got a bow tie. You can't hate him. <laughs> a bow tie and an honest face. A bow tie and an honest face, and you know what? He genuinely cares... That people find out the truth And he just doesn't seem to lose his shit Now here's the thing I mean you don't think that secretly I want to just sort of like I want to totally get hammered with Bill Nye And watch him just lose his fucking mind on me Because he's had to hold it in Like it must be like holding a fart in for 40 years You know what I mean Just let it out Bill Just I want to hear it I want that privilege I'll keep your secrets I promise <laughs> This is turning it a little disturbing what? I mean, like, you don't think that somebody like that who's had to face so many Fox people and their stupid ass questions and he didn't want to say, did you seriously ask that question, you dumb motherfucker? I just should take your head and just crush it with a rock.
1: No, <laughs> I think Maybe, we're we're know. nearing that end period, though, where where this is still going to be an issue, you know? Uh, pollution is going to get bad to the point where, I don't know, maybe the sea levels will rise or something and we'll realize that, you know, there's a mathematical equation that you can basically put down as to how bad we can fuck things up and uh, still get away with it. And anybody that ignores that equation and, uh, and you know, wants to add in bogus information like the Earth is 6,000 years old is going to get shouted down once it's a life-or-death situation.
0: All right, well, you know, I had an idea the other day for um, a kind of fantasy story, which describes what we do to the environment, which would basically be this. A group of adventurers who are trying to defeat an undefeatable evil find the only solution that they can, which is to send this evil into the future, in the hopes that maybe the future can, you know, defeat the evil. And then they figure, we won! Yay! So then everybody forgets about what everybody's supposed to do, and then the evil just wins really easily. Because, you know what? You can't... You gotta deal with the problem now. You don't send it to the future. It's not it's not how you solve a problem.
1: you got to solve a problem. Yeah. So uh, they're going to make that a movie. You're going to get an Academy Award, and uh, it's all good.
0: Yeah, I just need a name. Sort of like it's going to be called Fucked Up. Wait. No, you can't swear. What about Future Senders? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know if that's that good. From the past mm-hmm. comes evil. From the past comes evil. I think we have a B-movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to my B movie career when I'm a, you know, sort of total drunken wreck. It's going to be great. You know. Let's hope I don't get as huge as uh, any of those other drunken wrecks. <laughs> somehow, somehow, I, I wish that I can stay thin and be a drunken wreck. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next thing. I think we're done. I mean, I, I've, I've covered this argument before. We need to debate these people, they don't go away okay but at the same time like it's you know i've had this i've had this speech before where if the truth doesn't matter what does matter well public opinion matters um presentation matters the way that you do things matters yeah i mean let's not let's not forget that let's encourage people who are really good at things because that if you were to ask me like what's as important to winning an argument is it the 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 facts involved or is it the way that the facts are presented I think that they're ju- like, the way that the facts are presented is equally important, if not maybe like 60-40, honestly. 60-40. And we're kind of like, we're, 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 we're not batting that great because we're just relying on that 40 to do the job for us. And I'm kind of like saying, like, hey, if you had a debate with a creationist, you know what would be great? If you had access to a really sophisticated design team that cared about the truth and also thought, you know what, you need to sexify your presentation a little bit. Because the fucking bad guys have a lot of money. Tax-free money. But it turns out that even with that money, they, it's still Jesus junk. Fuck! I think the really talented people, they're all probably atheists, so... They're hurting they're cats. Hey, atheist designers out there. You know who needs help? Fucking debaters who are taking on intelligent design people. They need help. They need help with like a fucking PDF. <laughs> how silly is that? But that's how you win. Your PDF look better. <laughs> man, is that depressing? Shit, we were supposed to be a positive show. No, angry show, angry show. Let's move on. A little bit of both. Let's get real angry. I I'm, I, I have a story of anger, but first it begins with my uh, Easter weekend. So let's let's ease into this one.
1: How was your Easter weekend? Uh, it was great. I went to uh, Niagara Falls. Ah oh, man, Canadian side, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, the American side sucks. Right. I mean they. they
0: Endless articles about how the American side sucks. Go to Canada when you're going to go to the falls. Come on.
1: <laughs> Don't be a
0: fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, I think I saw a photo of you uh, at the falls.
1: Oh, yeah. My, uh, my Australian cousins are up in their shutterbugs. So every single, uh, a- every event, every, uh, you know, mascot that we pass by, every oversized uh, polar bear, stuffed polar bear, or et cetera, or, 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 or dinosaur, we pass, we take a photo of, with all of us.
0: It's not insulting. It's like going to Australia and be like, where are the kangaroos? I don't want to pet and molest a, you know, one of those uh, koala bears. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. It's more to, you know, you'd be like, let's it to this country, mate. I can't do the Australian. I'm not trying. <laughs>
1: that was a good abort. That was a good abort.
0: Abort. I know, eh? I'm getting fast at those. It's like my brain is catching up on me.
1: So, yeah, that was my, uh, that was my... Easter weekend I uh, I spent it uh, in tourist traps and at an indoor water park so can't really uh, complain about that
0: indoor water park all right that's cool I like that that's the that's a good way to celebrate I went to my dad's uh, which I had been long overdue I mean it had been a while but it just turns out that going to the townships is a big pain in the ass like there's no there's no easy way to get my father's because I don't have a driver's license and yeah uh, you know, the prohibitive cost of going there is ridiculous. Like when there's not regular bus lines and stuff like that, it's just it's it's harder to travel uh, 150 kilometers than it is 500, depending on where which way you're going.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's funny like that, and there, there's really no inter intercity shuttling that that's really any good at all. That's what I've realized is that Canada sucks like that.
0: Well, I mean, we're just such a huge country. The amount of times the amount of uh, time That I spend traveling, let's pretend um, commuting in the city of Montreal uh, in one day is the same amount of commuting that would take me to visit my father. But it's not as though there's a fucking train that takes you right there. You wished, if only we would have gone all train, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But the car took off. And this country was said, we want a lot of space. And that's (laughs) because we got it. We want ridiculously. You know, I hate my neighbors. Get away from me, or something. I don't know. <laughs> so we're spread out. Let's just say. So it had been a while. So I, you know, obviously the opportunity came. I had some friends who were going uh, down, and it was going to be finally within my means. And so I'm there. And you know, it's funny because the thing is, I I think that this, the 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 good and the bad parts of my Easter weekend kind of describe the issues that. Continually pop up the, the kinds of things that just never seem to go away. So I don't know if you read this or heard about this. It's just kind of like the big piece of news that is eventually going to blow up because uh, it's got like newsworthiness written all over it. So essentially, what happens? The Boy Scout have revoked the charter of a small troop for the reason that their troop leader is gay and course that's still a thing and now of course if you were to ask me is this kind of like the 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 type of news that was just really kind of everybody was just trying to set up it sounds a bit like a setup all right like let me just say this first thing it's a methodist church it was a female parish uh you know like female run parish like these are methodists right these are the fucking hippies of like religion they're like Love everybody, blah, blah, ba ba. You know, well, like, how crazy. I know, right? Like, bunch of bastards. <laughs> Let's just say they're not the, you know, biggest enemy in the world in, in, in kind of setting up, like, the world in, to not suck. So, you know, and the troop is only, like, 15 boys or whatever. But they, they you know, like, they didn't hide this fact. They, they were completely open about it. And, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but recently the Boy Scouts said, Well, it's okay for the Scouts themselves to be gay, but not for the leaders. And so now there's, they're in a really—this is a really tricky spot here. They're, they're opening a can of whoop-ass on the issue. Because, I mean, like, how can you do one and not the other now, right? does that seem fucking ridiculous to anybody
1: well, we're, we're just living in that, that period of time where, you know, we're going to get about 15 more years of this kind of stupid shit happening on a regular basis.
0: At least 15 more years. Because, see, when I was at... Uh, my buddy Carlos, who drove me down, had to uh, stay over in, in, in Whedon because we, we arrived late. Which, of course, sent my father into you know, a great mood. Show up at midnight at a place where the guy goes to sleep at like 9.30. You're going to get a pissy mood. <laughs> That was how we started our weekend We started off with a bag So um, But you know uh, Carlos commented My buddy commented That my father seemed Like he was very young Like he seemed in great shape And he is in great shape And you're kind of like You know There's a lot of people Who are older now That are still in Fucking great shape Like shit Like they're, they're They're surviving They're living For a while And you know, as much fun as I had going to my dad's, there was one, you know, like the final night that I was there, we had this massive argument about uh, homosexuality, which is the one thing that we have always arguments about because he's of the, you know, that old school opinions, like, it's a mental disorder. And uh, you, know, you start sweating at your brow and you yelling at him when maybe you shouldn't be yelling because how dare he say something like that and at the same time, you know, you love this man, and he's saying very horrible things, and that's not that's not a great weekend. That's not fun.
1: Just a little reminder that your dad is a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, your dad's fucking. It, but
0: the thing is, he and and the part of it that angers me the most, but it's also that whole well, facts don't really matter, and how do you break through to somebody like this? Is that, I mean, I'm not giving up we have these arguments because i'm not going to let him think that i'm okay with that but you know he's part of that generation and i think that we we've witnessed this that saying well i'm the i'm the father you can't question what i say you don't know as much as i do it's yeah that's
1: that, that's over that's over especially uh depending on the dad like my dad can can kind of pull it off because he's still got like a noble elder thing going on but for the most part parents have lost that shit that, that sheen is gone go to Asia if you want that kind of shit <laughs> well there's
0: a reason why in the bible they were like stone to death any, any child that thinks that you should be stoned to
1: death rhymed. yeah that's that uh, very Start vocal elderly va- voting base Yeah, they uh, like saying damn kids get off my lot. let's put something in there that says they have to
0: listen to us <laughs> right not edited by children definitely not edited by children but yeah, okay, so we're having this be you know this heated argument, and my father is uh, you know he's an atheist, he's a non-believer, uh, and he he despises the way that religious people are kind of ignore the straight up evidence in front of him. But when I basically had this huge argument with saying uh, you know your your beliefs aren't based on anything, you know they're just your little opinions, and. That's about it. And, and, and as soon as, you know, he said it himself. He's like, well, I don't care what kind of facts you show me. I'm not going to change my mind. And then I said, well, then how fucking dare you critique religious people for doing the same fucking thing? You know, it's the hypocrisy that just drove me insane. And you're just like, how do I get past that? How can you just not make a person see their own fucking
1: hypocrisy? Did you, Is there uh, some hope? Did you drop that line on him? Did you say uh, yeah. you're a bad atheist?
0: Yeah. Oh, I told him this. And, and you know, like, heart racing, just... And, you know, of course he's saying things that are true, which is being like, you're unfair to me, I'm your dad, how can you say things like this? But you're just saying, like, you don't know the things that you're saying. You know, you don't know that. well He's like, why are you so emotional? Why do, why do you raise your voice when I say things like that? It's like, because I love people who are gay. He's fucking... Well, I didn't say that. Swearing at him. But, you know, like... It's like, even if I would have said that, it would have been, like, meaningless, you know? It's just, like, how do you get through to a person saying, there's a wall that you can't see beyond, like, this wall in front of your eyes. And I can't tear that wall apart. I don't know how to. It frustrates me. It angers me. And you realize, like, this is happening in a fucking million homes everywhere. And it's going to happen until I'm... Forty or fifty, because he's in amazing shape, <laughs> he stays active, and goes out, and you know. So you're just you're sort of like, how many other people out there are in
1: better shape and just cannot get over, fucking bigoted attitudes. You know, how many people are there out there who just uh, you know keep to all of those old racist, out-of-date ideals? It's uh, it, it's not a good uh, it's not a good thing. These these people vote. Don't uh, don't think they don't. Don't think that uh, the low turnout is because, uh, you know, everybody over the age of 60 isn't voting, because they definitely are.
0: Well, there was an article I read that was kind of interesting that said, we need to, people need to have more kids, because what's going to happen is that this whole age disparity thing is going to get worse. And we don't realize this, but age disparity is, is bad, because now what you have is you have multi-generational in, impotence. That's what I basically, you know... Y- Our generation, by the way, you and I, we're fucked, okay? We're going to be impotent. By the time that we can finally take power, we're going to be too old to do anything about it. And the other generation that, uh, you know, finally wants to kick in some change, we should just give it to them. So we're going to have to pass the keys after holding it for, like, about five seconds.
1: So we're going to have to uh, Prince Charles it. Pretty much. I'm cool with that. I, you know, I, I don't mind. Like, I, I figure this is all just a uh, one big horrible car accident that we're watching, <laughs> and uh, you know, Star Trek can't get here soon enough. And I'll just sit back and and watch and go, thank you for not making that a horrible bloodbath, like it totally could have been. Yeah, I'm just gonna
0: I'm just gonna wait here and hold my breath. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm I'm happy with that because I would say that I would like a fucking kick at the cam. I'd like to try to make a motherfucking difference i don't want to hold the keys for five seconds and pass it along it's gonna suck
1: oh well i think our values are still being pushed through you know we might not have any literal power but we have a lot of uh, metaphorical power in that our ideas are gaining strength and and spreading themselves out there you know we're winning the internet is killing religion ta-da
0: but you don't see the future i mean ideas can be stamped out can be crushed i mean you think you have some kind of monopoly on the on on the 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 future and some disappointingly violent and brutish group can't come and fucking wipe you out yeah there you go or or a giant gamma ray just fucking eradicates you and it all didn't matter it's on its way and you can't even see it coming sucker
1: yeah but it's all on such a scale that i don't have to worry about it that's the great thing about the universe
0: Oh, yeah. At the, at the same time, you're like wondering, it, will humanity survive? But really, what's more important is, you know, I need to find a girlfriend. <laughs> Which is, you know, bringing it to the human level. Bringing it to the small level. You can't think about giant
1: universal issues all the time. Shit,
0: you're going to You just got to think
1: about getting your dick wet, son. Because if sad. you ain't getting it wet, no one else is getting it wet for you. Yeah, that's right. You got to put the effort in. The government, uh, the, the government, the universe, <laughs> the, government. The, the universe will get its own dick wet, you sir. It's just doing
0: its thing. You know? Yeah. Like you better find an opportunity to do your thing. That's our that's our positive message, you know. But it still doesn't solve this weird issue of what are we gonna do? Because I the the, the article in itself is is on CNN, which will always give you a, a grab bag of you know every 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 angle i like going to cnn and read the comments fuck read the articles they're, they're they're standard journalistic bs for like you know unreadable i mean cnn only cares about one thing where's that missing plane
1: <laughs> yeah they've kind of become a that that was that was the jump the shark moment when the uh when they were looking for the missing plane it was sad
0: yeah who could take them seriously maybe somebody can save them but anyways you read the articles um, I mean, you read the comments, and it just—it sort of like gives you an idea of how long it's going to take to change a lot of minds. Because let's just say that the distribution is not altogether encouraging.
1: It's yeah, it's not great. That's uh, you know, I, I feel good when I'm up here in Canada, and then I go down and visit my parents in Tennessee, and I'm reading the newspaper, and I'm just like, wow. This newspaper's being really rude to the president. <laughs> this is, wow, uh, that was rude, sir. That was the, very rude. The, the councilmen from the, the town over are, uh, are, 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 are banning like weird AIDS. It's like all sorts of crazy things are going on in America. Well, you,
0: you, heard, you heard about that crazy website Stormfront and how many, like a hundred murders have been traced to it. These are a bunch of racists that are helping each other murder other human beings for the color of their skin like or, or even their ideology, and you just like, uh, I mean, or, or that they're, the, the Southern Poverty Center declared that there was almost 500 hate groups in America. Almost 500 to I think it was 498 or something. That's actually pretty low. I'm, I'm impressed. I can't believe anyone saying that why is it everyone's response four like almost 500? Oh, that's not that many. That's not 500 people in hate groups. That's 500 organized
1: and, you know... Yeah, but I bet you it's a long tail where only, like, the first 20 are really any good. And then after that, it's, like, you know, 480 people and their Firefly fan blog.
0: (laughs) Firefly? Are you mixing in people who like that show with the hate groups?
1: I'm saying people who like Firefly are just as bad, if not worse, than racists. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I really do hate that show. So I'm no, kind of I, I, I'm it. joking. I don't. I I bear no Ill, Ill will towards that show.
0: What the 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 sci-fi western? I don't like that. I don't like that combination. You know, I love, I love uh, both.
1: But Not it's kind my of like hapa.
0: It's like spaghetti and raisins. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, certain things I've stopped. Uh, I've stopped talking shit about Doctor Who I'll stop talking shit Because you know what I get it You people enjoy it And uh, you can go do your thing You can go do Firefly oh, too But great. it's not my great. cup of tea You're only
0: you, you stop talking shit Because you just basically Gave up on those people I haven't given up on people When it comes to like Taste <laughs> I'm gonna get a lot of Hate fan mail But that's really The only way of actually Getting people to respond To you honestly. Yeah Talk to shit about hate something, something They love Well which is why You know like If, if I was gonna put A bit bit of a I don't know. Positive spin. Remember that show where we were like polish that turd? Remember that show? Yeah. Right. Where I'm going to polish this turd is that when you when you do read those comments and when you do listen and you you know, you're just like is there is there fucking hope? Well, remember that the people who are hateful are just 10 times louder than the people who just couldn't be bothered to choose a side. And you know, we just need to wake those motherfuckers up and say you gotta, you gotta speak up. You know, your, si- your silence means that those hateful people think that you're on their side. That's what happens when you're silent.
1: Yeah, we got to work on our positive communication. You know that uh, that cartoon, uh, Adventure Time. I haven't watched it. I keep yeah. hearing people talk about it. Even my cousin, I think, has a tattoo of it. Yeah, That's you gotta, idea. you definitely check it out because it's all about like all of the interaction that they have is just positive you know good positive interactions I mean sure Finn punches a lot of people it's a cartoon what do you want me to say but uh, but overall you know it oh, teaches, teaches kids how to thing. not be scumbags to it's each other it's the same thing with actually
0: why is it that My Little Pony is so fucking popular even amongst men you're like bronies they're called I was reading an article about bronies <laughs> wow welcome, like,
1: to, welcome to five years
0: ago where bronies started existing okay but you know some people don't know what bronies are buddy Mm. Right, so I was trying to like figure out what's the, what is the dealio, and uh, you know from their own ad- admonishments, it was kind of like similar to the lines you're saying. is hey, it puts a value on friendships, which is kind of sometimes in shows that gets a little muddied in the action and all of the craziness.
1: Oh, and especially, uh, what was it the. Uh the, the difference between British and American comedy is that the, uh, in American comedy, the, the guy will come up and smash a guy's, another guy's guitar over, over the, the banister to get him to shut up, and that's the American comedian. But uh, the British com- comedian is the guy that was holding the guitar and got it smashed.
0: <laughs> right. We pick the uh, guy who got his guitar smashed. He's yeah. funny. The <laughs> Douglas Adams of the, of the situation. Right. Well, that is the hope. That is the hope That you'll be that funny That you'll be remembered Canonized if you will I mean That's as close As you're gonna get right Yeah. To atheist canonization A Douglas Adams Kind of thing We should Is there a Douglas Adams Award for like Atheist comedy
1: Uh No
0: Did I just come up With an idea
1: Maybe in a multiverse you know, yeah. if there if there's an infinite multiverse, I guess statistically it's possible. Although I don't want to get too much into that whole like anything is statistically possible in an infinite universe situation, because uh, let's not get crazy on that. You know, there's let's still there's still boundaries up. to what we understand. You can't just oh, yeah, make let's, this not, stuff let's not let's not feel all super cocky. That we're all of a sudden, oh well, we're, I,
0: we're pretty sure we're right about this god thing, so we must be right about everything else, right? Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time, everybody. Sure, you've, you've, you've thrown off the shackles of one particular myth, but like in the case of my dad, it doesn't necessarily mean that your mind is uh, cleared of all bad thoughts.
1: Uh, we are all ignorant, and our ignorance uh, has many layers, like an onion. Yep. I mean,
0: I'm sure that my, you know, the next generation of people, like, you know, my nephew, who's, you know, maybe he's uh, the grown man listening to this now, being like, man, what a fucking piece of shit. You know, because by then they've just evolved into something even Where our abrasiveness seems Just too much And the world is humorless But you know, kind, would you give that up? Imagine if there was a world that was humorless Because everybody was so nice that there was no reason To make light of bad situations
1: Well I don't know, Like, uh, I think the way it kind of happens You remember, uh, especially if you go back And you listen to some of the early shows The number of times we talk about, oh, things being gay And stuff like that I had a real problem with that And it took, uh, it took Jeff <laughs> it took playing video games with Jeff to uh, to realize that uh, saying things are gay is kind of offensive, and then I just stopped doing it. And I, st- I, I, I had no idea how I would ever stop throwing that around because it just seemed so valuable to my vocabulary. It was such an expressive word. It was almost as good as fuck. But uh, I got rid of it. And it was pretty painless. And I'm still able I, to be funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I evolve. mean, uh, the, the great thing is I just uh, yeah I go uh, I go coat red and pull out the f word. <laughs> If I'm gonna say something offensive, go whole hog.
0: Oh yeah, I mean you know every time I go somewhere, somebody's telling me, "Can you, can you uh, you know tone it down with the f word?" And I always say, "I'll try, I'll really try," and that's as good as it's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, even with your parents, it's the same thing, right? Yeah, Tourette's. Yeah, well, it's sometimes though pointing it out is what brings it out too. I'm not always a big sweary McSwearer. It's just that when someone tells me I can't do something, oh man. Oh, it's like a temptation to go do it. Why do you do that? You know? It's like uh But it's just like Romans, you know, it says in the Bible, we're all addicted to sin, Ryan. That's their that's their understanding of atheism. We just love sinning. Sinning <laughs> is pretty amazing be like hey you you mean we like having a good time and not feeling this weird guilt that god has instilled in you people i guess i guess so that's a really sophisticated understanding of me appreciated <laughs> i i only like having a good time right i'm and also by the way that the roman's quote says that we're incapable of doing any good so thanks dad yeah exactly <laughs> We don't need that shit. And it, but this is what you know, like. I mention it because every time you get this religious person, they're like, "Well, there's a quote in the Bible about you guys, so we're done." I think I know you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sure that uh, Saint Paul had a really deep understanding of what it's like to reject fairy tales. I don't think so. All right. Well, you know what? I think that pretty much sums up the show. Of course, if you if you're patient enough to listen after the end music, you know there's a little bonus part. We do that so be patient and if by now you've tuned out
1: and you're just asleep well you'll never know (laughs) just gonna talk into your ear a little bit who knows what subconscious things you'll carry on into your daily life
0: that's right that's right I'm gonna tell you things like you know when the book comes out at the end of May you're gonna fucking buy it you're gonna fucking buy
1: it and when you wake up you should go to www.soundcloud.com slash bleepity bloop and listen to uh, my atheistic cosmos podcast it's very sciencey um, do you is there like a threshold of uh, listens that
0: you would do like a second one? Because you're almost at like a thousand, so you know, could we entice you to like make another one?
1: Well, the general the general pace of the show is, is like one every two weeks or so, and yeah. uh, I figure I, I've got a couple other things that I've, I'm kind of putting together right now, but uh, there's going to be a sequel. There, there's definitely going to be another one.
0: All right. Well, if you haven't listened to it again, there'll be notes in. Uh, in the show so if you don't know how to access those by the way and you downloaded this with iTunes go to the lyrics section and you're going to see all kinds of like little notes and URLs that you can cut and paste and stuff like that to go and do so those are the notes or you can go to the site you know thegoodatheist.net and just go to the you know we'll have we'll post up the links so you can access it and I'm pretty sure if you have Facebook you can actually subscribe to it so if Ryan updates you'll know and then you'll be able to trip balls isn't that what you want to do trip trip balls it is pretty trippy. It Balls is, can be good. tripped. I know. I like the. I like some of like the, um, the audio parts you put in. Like, do you want to be a blaze or just a amber? Yeah.
1: yeah it. Uh, that, that's kind of what I was going for. Like last week, I, or the last uh, last show that we were talking about, I was kind of saying, you know, none of these songs are, are specifically atheistic, in and of themselves, but uh, they all sounded pretty universey. So I kind of lined them up and added some creepy quotes, and I think people will dig it. Well, um, thanks for joining me, Ryan, and I hope everybody's
0: uh, super excited about the new shows. I'm going to be having some more guests on. I've been lining up a few guests. Some of, some of them have written books. Some of them are just young filmmakers or artists and stuff like that that I think are uh, pretty amazing that we should be supporting. You know, just kind of like building up the awesome atheist junk, you know, our own version of Jesus junk. Let's just do it. Let's make make crap. Let's. (laughs) Let's put it out to the universe. Do a good job with it. All right. With that, my name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good Atheist Day, everybody. (coughs) <coughs> so yes, it's it's, it's basically uh, the, the cover is a Gustav Dore so it, it was based on uh, his drawing uh, of Jacob Bristle's an angel he's on top of the hill or whatever It's quite detailed in the pencil so I wanted to end on a Dore so he has because uh, he did the fucking you know I, I would have done all Dores but the motherfucker does like uh, 80 people per drawing you know what I mean it's a little it's a bit
1: annoying huge crowds. Yeah, it's a significant amount of detail. You wonder what he was yeah. beating around the bush for.
0: I, I he, This guy, his fantasy artwork, by the way, you would flip out. It's almost like you wish he would have been born now because his imagination would have been fucking unleashed. Uh, so his pencils were detailed and like basically he did these huge crowds because everybody else would avoid doing that because it's hard. And Doray would, like, Dory in his lifetime did 100,000 drawings. I don't know how quick he would pump them out, but I can't, I wouldn't be able to keep up. Like, I, you know, it takes me a, w- not more than a week of straight work to finish, like, a drawing that's based on his stuff. Yeah, but so two or, or three
1: days of that is just tweaking, tweaking, endless tweaking for no reason
0: it 's not no reason, basically drawing is like sculpting. you throw a whole bunch of fucking lines at a, at a sheet of paper, and then you really get rid of the ones that don 't work because you don 't always know if your brain's going to put the fucking pencil in the right place you know it 's still trying to figure itself out you know it, it 's almost like when you 're trying to look through a telescope. Uh, it's something in the distance. You have to really focus the light in order to be able to get a clear picture. That's even true when you draw, so you have to get through all that muddy business and take a pencil that's uh, so fucking precisely sharp. Uh, you know, like, I don't even think... This is the shame, too, about pencils. I don't actually think they make pencils that are sharp enough for me. Because, I, I you know, I, I wish I could be more detailed. I wish I could sort of, like, put a... You know, I, w- I, I wish I could draw with a, an electron...
1: You know, uh, you're like down to that level. You're, you're geeking out hardcore there. Your geek is falling all out of your pants.
0: <laughs> well, they don't make a. I got a pen right that I use to finish inking everything, and it's a .05 whatever their measurement is. And these are really precise ones. They're, pr- they're quite beautiful, and it's still like ridiculously thick in my opinion. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Come on, let's get some graphene one. Yeah, I want a graphene pencil. <laughs> Did you hear about that uh, the fact that they were they made an electric current from uh, running salt water on a sheet of graphene?
1: Uh, I'm not even scientifically literate enough to know why that would be impressive.
0: Okay, let me just give you an example of why that would be impressive. That means that let's pretend I have this this little this little material that I put near um, an ocean where there are waves crashing, right? I'm capturing every single bit of energy of the waves that are crashing and converting that into power.
1: Oh, yeah, I can dig that. That sounds pretty
0: good. Pretty fucking cool, right? But that means something more detailed, because this stuff is so thin, it's one atom thick, that you could probably wear it as a second skin, and it, ju- you know, just from the sweat that you have, you could generate electricity to, I don't know, recharge shit or power stuff.
1: Yeah, it sounded like we were right on the edge of getting to that point where we could have like these little (laughs) nano uh, windmill-type things that just kind of pick up all the kinetic energy going on around us and turning that into something useful. It's science fiction stuff out the ass, and I love it.
0: I know. Me too. Me too. Well, I I mean, my hope is that once Bible stories is fucking done, I can start uh, doing more interesting stuff. And this leads me to kind of like the bonus content... We're doing bonus content first I know that sounds weird But that's just how Bonus content works Because <laughs> it's the more Relaxed version of the Yeah well it's content, just right? you,
1: you gotta warm up You don't wanna You don't wanna just Jammer in there Without a little bit of Lubrication before the show Starts you know Yeah but people
0: don't know How podcasts be made Soon So you know Like this is a bit of An education So yeah like uh, As part of the bonus show I wanted to talk You and I to talk about My attitude towards uh, Fiction For a long time because that has had to change. Because my first book is a fiction book. Lo and behold.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not not in a in a true fiction sense. That there is a plot with a character that moves through it. You're you're just reporting. Yours is kind of a reference onto another book. So it's not fiction in any kind of real meaning of the word. All right. Well,
0: let me ask you a question. Be honest now. How much of the book have you read? Ah. Uh, Probably zero pages.
1: Right? No, I've read a chapter or two. A ch- there is no two chapters for you to have read. What do you mean? Like it's in like different books of the Bible?
0: No, 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 my book.
1: Yeah. How much of my book have you read? Like several of the Bible books that you have written. You went
0: to you went into the Google Docs and you were reading that yeah. shit.
1: That's what you're saying. It's in the doc. Come on, come God, on. I've re- I I I don't keep up like maybe I should, but I've definitely read it over the past like two years or so.
0: Well, see, that's why I think you might actually be a little bit behind in terms of your reading because I'm at third draft. I don't think you've been reading third draft. And that's where sort of the major changes were going through because I think that by then I understood what, you know, a little bit more of what I was doing because before there was a kind of I'm just summarizing, which was the first draft, and the second draft was me kind of retackling it uh, paragraph by paragraph, not transcribing it exactly, but... Trying to be as close as possible, just for all the details and that kind of stuff. And third draft is creating it as a story, uh, just almost like an Aesop's fable style. And I mean, no one would say that Aesop's fable is not is is no fiction. And of course, I have to do all of the you know fiction tropes like stop saying he said. You know, you gotta diversify up that shit got to say replied um he huffed or you know what i mean yeah
1: you, you you're starting to get into your uh, descriptive uh, writing skills there yeah. you're digging deep you're digging deep down in there
0: exactly see now that's that's the last phase that i'm in um which is you know the more annoying one <laughs> the one that you're more consciously aware that you're actually writing fiction so i had to go back and read a ton of fiction and of course, I'm. You know, what is the? What do you think is the first place that you're going to go if you're going to make a, 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 a comedy book, and try to appeal to the atheism scene? What do you think?
1: Ah, uh, comedy for the atheists. You're trying to pick. I don't know. You tell me.
0: Well, of course, it's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is. Uh, you know, what I've been reading recently, just to just to brush up on that nice way he had of. Describing things ironically or you know with a sharp tongue, now the difference of course is that I've made it my own style, which is typically a little bit more abrasive you know I'm not british I'm direct <laughs> I don 't beat around the bush, so yeah that's the that's the major difference, so it's kind of like if you wanted to i americanized his style at least that's what i was aiming for yeah well it uh it, it
1: makes sense for the format of the book because you're you know it's a bible book and uh you're, you're having to kind of change levels at one point you have to be you know on on the level of the universe is going by and now here's the point where it's on uh, here's what's happening in these different lands and then you get down to the individual characters it's jumping up and down all, the, all throughout the place and uh Hitchhikers kind of does that too so it's a it's a not bad inspiration source I must say
0: right well and there's because there's a part of the book sometimes you know obviously anytime there's a there's an asterisk anywhere it is where me the author get to talk and it's kind of like you know when you're reading Hitchhikers it's like they uh, oftentimes they'll meander in some you know weird tangent which is what they love which is of course my specialty you know, I almost wish I could be a little bit more unleashed. I put the leashes on real fucking tight, though, when it came to the Bible because I realized that the first criticism from anyone would be, you know, you're not being very accurate or, you know, that's not the way that the story goes or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, of course, I tried to I had to keep it within the realm of interpretation as well because, there, you know, there are several narrative issues Continuity problems, and I'm not here to fucking focus on all the contradictions in the Bible. Some of them they come evident just as the matter of the story or whatever. but I'm not here to nitpick. There are great books that do that already. Why would I try to do that? That's I'm just trying to say that what the story is so that the average person who's not really that interested in the Bible but is kind of you know like they would never go through this the, the Bible as it is never. Well, okay, I got I aim to change that, god damn it. I think I can change that. So that was my goal. That was the that was the aim. But still keep true to the story so that you know, I've I've actually tried with a few friends who, you know, otherwise are not really that interested in it. And they you know, the the feedback that they gave me was hilarious. They'd be like, I don't get why this guy did that. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I love those kinds of comments Because of kind of, I'm like, I can't do anything about that <laughs> That's the story about it That's the enjoyable reality of the Bible <laughs> Exactly that is, that is my own indictment I'm like, here it is, here's the story So you, you know, you could even go to your pastor And uh, ask him Or your former pastor And ask him the, all the questions from the Bible That you previously had Of course You know, since, since the book is being released As a trilogy uh, that's you'll be able to do a third of it, but we'll we'll have goals to release the other ones in terms of amounts of books sold and uh, you know timelines as well. Because even if tomorrow we reach those things, because the book exploded, I can't release the book tomorrow as well. Like that'd be crazy. You need to take like, a breather. I need to take a fucking breather and do some other stuff. I mean, you guys saw some of that other stuff, right? The video um, series that I was trying to put out. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious the way that people who are fans of the show are always so brutally honest. Because, you know, of course, I got a person who emailed me and they, they said, Well, I heard you discuss this on the show, and at first I didn't know what to think. Um, but uh, I'm pleasantly surprised. And then we were like, you know, that there's an underhanded thing. What, do you think it was going to suck? Like, what does that mean? Yeah,
1: that's, that's how they reacted to the first uh, pilot that we did for Fight Linker as well. Is every time someone saw it, they said, uh, Wow, I, it's much better than I expected it to be. <laughs> and I was like, "Ye, little faith." I mean, I'm just used to Fun. you know, put it putting in some effort and getting something done at a at, at a a reasonably high level of professionalism. Like, that's that's something that I forget is that other people are willing to put out garbage uh, that is bad.
0: Right, but it can still be funny though. That's a problem. So, when you're really trying hard, then it's even uh, more difficult to be funny because you know. You're not pathetic funny
1: Anything for a laugh <laughs> Yeah, when, you, uh, when you're trying to get laughs Higher up off your own uh, back Yeah Yeah, I don't know if that's always great
0: But, um, you know, hey that's the, that's the pain of show business And I think that I've decided You know, as people I think that, you know let, Let's take my parents as a perfect example And you know, we're like What are you going to do If the book fails, Jacob? It's a very honest question <laughs> And to which I answer, I'm like, I'm still doing this entertainment business stuff. It's just going to be different. It's going to be a little bit more similar to the pilot stuff that people were watching if the book doesn't do so hot. So, I mean, I think it, the, my, my, my prediction is that it might do okay, be a slow burn. And, you know, sometimes that's just the way it is. Word of, word of mouth takes a while when you got a book. It's not like you just
1: listen to it for an hour and it's done. Right. Well, you're lucky you got the, uh, the built-in crowd from The Good Atheist already and uh, a lot of people from some of the other websites that you've been involved with too. So, you know, you get the word out and it'll slowly grow. And as we always used to talk about years and years ago, you'll finally have a product that just sits there in a store being sold, a physical thing that people can buy off of you.
0: Yeah, and you know something that I can be proud of enough it, it, just, it took a while I think this is the challenge of a book The real challenge isn't just the writing of it It's the writing of it to the point where you're comfortable enough to release it And that's a really fucking difficult process Because trust me, I'd love to spend another year on this bad boy Oh yeah uh, But that is not the reality of, of the situation All things must just be out Art is never finished; it's merely abandoned. So you're going to be witnessing abandoned art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always uh, overselling this book. Yeah, right yeah, that's my uh, that's my great flaw: overselling the book. All right, are you ready to do the I show? I am. Okay, good. That ends the bonus segment. Thanks for listening, everybody.